Welcome to the Business Big Bang Theory, a podcast from the Business Centre where we talk about all things small business. My name is Steve Waite, a Business Connect advisor and CEO of the Business Centre. Business Connect is a dedicated program funded by the New South Wales Government and delivered through a network of independent service providers to help you start or grow your small business. Use of smart technology from software, apps and platforms through to devices and artificial intelligence are now all prevalent across the New South Wales economy, but not just in large corporates, but also in small businesses. So today we'd like to look at this from that perspective of small business owners and how you can adapt beyond COVID-19 through the use of technology and, and digital platforms. To help us navigate through this technology in small business, we have joining us today Rob Buck, Founder and Managing Director of Diamond IT. Great to see you. Thanks for being here today, Rob. We appreciate Thanks, it. Steve. Now, Diamond IT helps organisations succeed in delivering innovative technology solutions and customer experiences. It was established in 1996. Diamond IT is now a multi-award winning company that has been recognised as one of the top 10 managed service providers in Australia with offices in Newcastle and Sydney. Diamond IT has a dynamic and passionate team of over 40 staff. We will, in our discussion with Rob, hopefully leave you with some practical steps on how to best adapt and use technology in your business and to do so in a way that helps sustain, improve and grow your business. Now, Rob founded, as I said, uh, Diamond IT in the mid-90s uh, and has since, as managing director, guided the organisation by becoming a leading technology solutions provider. This uh, period of time has seen enormous advancement in technology, as many of us would know, which has required him to lead Diamond IT through a consistently changing environment. And how more could we have a period of change than this one? So whilst building success, uh, Rob has also completed an MBA with merit and is a graduate of the Australian Institute of Company Directors. During this time, he's also performed non-executive roles within the social justice sector. In 2017, Robert was appointed as director to the board of the Samaritans Foundation. So Rob, time for you to, uh, to start talking with us and having this conversation. And thanks for the time we spent together prior to this, just working our way through some of the issues for small business owners. The first question we always ask in these webcasts is, how has this whole thing been for you? What has it been like, you know, the ups and the downs of it? Where are you at and, and how have you dealt with it and what sort of things have happened? It's unbelievable. I think both from a personal level and a, a business level and yeah. I reflect back on uh, six months ago when it really hit. Yeah. And I remember having a coffee with someone and that was when the, the toilet paper crisis was on and <laughs> yes. they were saying, oh, how's it affecting you? And, oh, it's a bit difficult to get some stock, but yeah. not really. And I remember sending a person a message about two weeks later and saying, can you believe we're laughing about this one minute and two weeks later we couldn't have that coffee in the first place because yeah. we were in yeah. lockdown. But for us, it was an interesting period because we'd just moved and we'd acquired our premises at Warrabrook and we had a quite a tight time frame for that move and the fit out. Yeah. And it almost has no resonance now to say this, but I was really stressed because there was two days where we couldn't have anyone in the office during the move and the fit out. Yeah. And everyone was working at home. Yeah. And I, I was stressing about that, not from a technology point of view, but just yeah. the upheaval of it. Yeah. And you get no empathy to say that now because the no. whole world's been working they at home since. But yeah. yeah, we finally got the fit out, got everyone in sitting at a seat and two days later we had to send them all home. So oh my God. It's been like that ever since. But I think yeah. one thing that I'll remember for a long time is mm. sitting in my business partner's office with literally no furniture in it yeah. with our management team sitting on the floor for two hours just 
trying to figure it all out. And yeah, I'm not ashamed to say probably the first three weeks, I, I was just mind blown by the whole thing and, yeah. and really stressing about it. And then yeah. you just get to a point where you realize, okay, we've just got to get into this. I think now is almost like an echo of that from six months ago yes. with a lot of the government stimulus either backing off or completely yeah. or partially and yeah. that uncertainty of what's this going to look like again now. We've been yeah. in this little bit of a bubble for six months. So, so in regard to, and this is one of the things we spoke about and I've got some of our notes that we put together. So you, you said also that, that you had that specific issue of having to move sites, which would have been a nightmare in, in that environment, as yeah. you said, but you also said just in regard to the way you, were, you, you focused around customers and, and, and your approach to that. So how did it affect that part of your business? Yeah, it was the most, the biggest effect I think for us was two things. Firstly, we help people under a fixed price model and we had support loads in one of those first three or four weeks that were up 87%. So oh, for the first month, our loads were up around 60, 65%. And we'd actually had a couple of new starters. There were people that didn't make it into the office for mm. four or five months. Mm. So onboarding someone yeah. when you've never met them yeah. at, at least face to face, and and the fact that you're also completely consumed by the decision making process. Yes. So we had some. We had a. I had a new PA start for me in about yeah. three weeks. <laughs> so, have you got anything for me to do? And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, that was just an incredible upheaval, and I was very concerned about the impact it would have on customers. But what I found, um, speaking to a lot of our customers during that time, is. Yeah. They were just really empathetic about it. They were going through the same thing. They understood what was happening. And yeah, yeah I think I saw a few things during that period that yeah. was really quite heartwarming to see yeah. how people responded to very difficult situations. I agree. I think a lot of the people that we've spoken with have, have said that sort of spirit of we are all in this together, you know, along yeah. the whole supply chain or across a whole sector. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Do you have a part-time business that you'd like to take full-time and beyond? Our experienced business advisors can support you in growing your area and making that big bang in business. Contact us at businesscentre.com.au. Okay, so we've got some questions to go on to which you and I developed and, and I guess um, the, the questions we're about to lead into are, are things like this, the challenges around IT, you're going to give us some insights around that now, making decisions around IT as a small business owner. And we, we got to that idea of addressing the gaps once you've got a sense of the challenges, what the gaps are, the opportunities you and I spoke about, there are indeed opportunities from this time as well. The specific area which you, you've broken down to us really well in regard to the phenomena of working from home and then concurrent with that, the, the issue of staff performance and productivity and, and, and attendance and safety, all those elements of working from home and how technology yeah. can play a part from all of these. So let's get to the first question and this is the challenge of IT questions. So you and you've broken this up into two specific areas which you're going to talk on more but maybe just generally we'll just set this up what are the greatest challenges facing small businesses right now in your view when it comes to IT both now and, and traveling through this COVID journey so yeah. what, are, what are they generally and then we'll take a dive into those two areas that you spoke of I think and I like the fact that you say from a technology point of view yeah. because uh, I feel almost guilty talking about this when they've got such much bigger challenges yeah. economically but yeah. From a technology point of view, I think it's productivity and communication yeah. and then cybersecurity. So from a productivity point of view, it really depends on what technology they had in place before this. So yeah. across our customer base, yeah. we had people who've told me this was seamless. They already had the technology in place to work from home and you know, they, they just 
that was how they already so worked. Do you mind so. if I just quickly ask a question and we'll keep mm. going? Yep. So was that a case of them having technology and systems in place that were working essentially probably below their capacity because people weren't using <clears throat> all of their capabilities and this switched that on? I would say everyone I, I, would, I would say everyone works differently this particular organization it was yeah. pretty much yeah. how they work they were just a very mobile yeah. organization and i remember them being really thankful for us putting that technology in. it was nice to hear that but i said look at the end of the day you're the ones who invested in this technology yeah. but yeah certainly there's always going to be varying degrees of interest in in yeah. technology yeah. Uh, across different businesses partly because of just the way they see technology and partly because of their yeah. their needs but yeah, if you've got the technology in place already, yeah. then it was going to be a lot easier to do. Yeah. The second part is, are they using it? And are yes. they, is it part of their culture? And yeah. have their people been trained appropriately to work with this technology? Yeah. A lot of people with the way licensing works these days already yeah. have Microsoft Teams. They're already paying for that. You okay. know, they've already got SharePoint online. Yeah. They're just not necessarily actually using it. Yeah. So yeah. from that, perspective I think communications I know a lot of a lot I wouldn't say a high percentage but a lot of organizations I've spoken to in the last six months you ask yeah. to speak to someone they say I can't transfer the call to home so technology's okay. been around for a long time it's been able yeah. to allow that right. that to happen yeah and I personally think right now the last thing you want to be doing is yeah. potentially losing revenue over the fact that you yeah. know customers can't get to speak to someone both that productivity and communication really yeah. a key thing so when you were talking about the uplift in calls and inquiries that you were getting at that, that sort of period mm. when it hit, yep. what were people calling up to ask for help with? Yeah, I, I guess I probably should have clarified that. Really, yeah. it was just the massive move to home. So okay. whether or not they had that technology, if someone does something 100 things in technology, there's a certain percentage chance mm. it's going to go wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so when you just have literally thousands of people across our customer base that we're supporting going to home, yeah there's going to be problems. So okay. we just had that yep. you know, huge amount of calls coming in for that. Okay. And then the cybersecurity piece. So tell us a bit about your, that, the challenge of that at this time. It's a big challenge and it mm. also worries me that I mm. think a lot of business people, understandably, mm. don't have the mind share to be thinking about that right now. They've got yeah. a lot of things on their plate. Mm. Cybersecurity is a, a very big risk and I think that even people outside of the technology sector are yeah, well aware that, of that. Yeah. But when you move to home, mm. it just changes the dynamic. So let's say in the office space, there's a you know, potentially a multi-thousand dollar router mm. sitting in the corner that's got great cybersecurity mm. and everyone sitting behind that. Yeah. All of the equipment is has been purchased by the organization and, mm. and, and they've got some control over it. Mm. Then you move home and suddenly mm. you're relying on that person's internet connection when they're connecting to your, okay. your servers. and. Everyone's differently. If they're yeah. in a pure cloud environment, it's going to be different. Yeah. But generally, people have got to be conscious of the fact that, you know, that's how it is now. And when you bring the the home equipment into your network, yes, it's going to increase risk. And you know, cyber. We'd like to think the cyber criminals would go, look, these guys are dealing with too much. We're not going to attack them right now. But <laughs> guess what? <laughs> they, they don't think that way. And I believe the FBI has come out and said that cyber attacks are up three hundred percent. Because so. there's many more vulnerabilities. So, so yeah. typically, and, and we had a, a good conversation that, as you said, there are many solutions, commercial solutions and platforms to resolve some of the things we're about to speak about. So we're not going to talk about specific mm. vendors per se, yeah. but there are 
many ways or there are many software and hardware solutions to help people with this shift to home and maintain cyber security. And, and they probably need to speak to their IT expert to help yes. them with that. So what types of things in a, at a general sense do you mean? Yeah, I, I think generally I would say, look, it, a huge percentage of people are using the Zooms and the Microsoft Teams mm. now, and mm. they're doing that because I think the absolute most jarring aspect of this is just being able to communicate with people. So they've been forced into that. Yeah. But I th there's other technologies that can help them work more productively. And yep. you know, I think we'll talk later about yep. how to monitor performance. Yes, and and okay. I, they definitely need to be talking to their experts about yep. that and asking them not so much for a technical solution, but uh, this yep. is my business problem. Talk to them in that perspective. Yeah. I yeah. know that when I'm talking to customers, sometimes they find it hard to talk to the, the techie and, and elevate beyond tech. And, I think a lot of IT businesses are prepared to have that business conversation yes. with them. And that's where we can get the technology to actually yeah. fix that rather than the other way that's around. That's a good insight because it would be the same in regard to whatever financial systems you have in place or marketing systems or HR systems. You, you, you don't need to define the, special, the speciality of it. Mm. You need to define the specificity of the problem for that particular part of your business, don't you? So, it, so it's a good point. Yeah, I think sometimes, and it's a bit of a quirky example, frankly, but mm. I sometimes say to people, mm. do you have a pen department? And they always have a, <laughs> a slightly um, taken aback response. And I say, well, look, you use pens, don't you? So mm. you should have a pen department. That's how people see IT at the moment. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it really is a tool yeah. that people are using yeah, across, right through across everything things. they do. Yeah. And they shouldn't have that mindset of, okay, yeah. we've got to tick that box and have yeah. IT in good shape. It yeah. should be what is required for the business yeah. and then flip that on its head from there. Create your own big bang and see your business idea come to life. Our online course, Start Your Own Business, helps you learn the basics in marketing, compliance, modelling and small business finances. As a bonus for our podcast listeners, you can use the code BIGBANG to access the Start Your Own Business course online for free at businesscentre.com.au. Okay, we're going to go on to the next question. Jerry asks, how do I go about doing a tech audit in my business? I want to see if I can streamline my business and don't know where to start operations or CX. So is there any way or any suggestions you've got around doing a tech audit? Yeah, well, look, depending on the organisation, yeah. they'll either have those skills either in or out. Yeah. So I think the key I would recommend to Jerry is that if you ask a technical person to do an audit, they're going to be looking at things from a, a very technical perspective. So they're okay. going to spec out exactly what you've got. Yeah. I think give them guidance into what you're trying to achieve so they can focus on certain areas, say, yeah. for example, cybersecurity. Yeah. Maybe it's better business information. Yeah. So an audit in its traditional form is going yeah. to tell you exactly what's in the network. Yeah. And chances are you're going to get 10 to 15 pages of highly technical Which stuff. Which doesn't address what your but needs are. I, yeah. I think the key is, and there was a note there about CX, so yeah. just to ensure you're guiding that person. Ideally, using a consultant, it depends on the organisation whether they can afford to engage someone like that, but a yeah. consultant who's going to come at it from that business point of view, and yeah. if they're looking at customer experience, then literally talking to some of your customers, yeah. you know, talking to people at the coalface, yeah. um, yeah, the, again, this is where I'm saying that yeah. IT businesses can go beyond that tech yeah. Yeah. and start to bring that in. So that's probably what 
Okay. Well, hopefully that answers the question. So I just want to get on to our next question, which I've called the, the IT decision-making question. So mm. we, we started talking about some specific areas around challenges, but this question is more about what sort of decisions do business leaders need to make at this time yeah. in regards to the information, noise, customer life um, threatening versus cyber, freaking out versus figuring out, these sorts mm. of things. So give us a sense yeah. of that. Look, I think decision-making, if you and I were going to write a, a textbook or an e-book on yeah. decision-making, we'd like to think that there was plenty of data available and there was yeah. certainty of certain outcomes yeah. and that uh, we had a, a decent time frame to make that decision and yeah. that we weren't under pressure. You yes. Know? yes, But we've got none of that right now. No. And I think if, if we're talking, again, specific to IT and yep. decisions about what they need to do, I think there's a... I think there's a positive there because yeah. the things that they might get pushed into doing right now, mm -hmm. are things that are going to help them in the future. So okay. it's never going to be a bad thing to, for them to be able to transfer a call to one of their staff at home. Okay. It's, that's not going to go away. It's okay. not, um, I'm not sure if there's a great example, but let's yeah. say that we were concerned about a drought and we built three extra dams at yeah. significant cost and yeah. maybe it's not a perfect example because maybe no. we need those dams but yeah. let's say we didn't need yeah. those dams you, you've just put that investment into something that yeah. after that drought you, you actually yeah. don't need anymore yeah. I would say it's a broad brushstroke but yeah. I would say most things that are happening in technology aren't sunk costs they're things that yeah. and, and I'm talking specific to this pandemic and the situation yeah. we're in right now yeah where people need to be able to have that cyber security to work from home. They need to be able to work yeah. from home productively or, frankly, work that's from anywhere. That's a really good way to look at it. It's got this sort of latency in it, hasn't it? I it, don't think it's ever going to be a bad thing. It's not going to yeah. be a dam we don't need. It's just a reality that those things are going to be helpful in yeah. what we call this new normal. I like what you said there because when we spoke about this, you said that so they can be reluctant to invest when at a time when cash flow might be low. But as you said, the, the benefit of this could be very much an ongoing benefit. So they need to mm. see it in, in the medium and the long term in regard yeah. to its benefit. You also spoke here in, in, when we spoke about this question about many businesses can't see how they can improve through technology or what, what technology to use. So helping people at the moment, understanding techn te technology's capability for their problems. Mm. What sort of insights have you got there? I think for us, the, the main thing helping people is, it's almost like anything you do in strategy, where are yeah. you now, where would you like to be, yeah. how are we going to get there? Yeah. So a lot of it's going to depend on what they have in place right now yeah. and what business outcomes yeah. they're going to try to achieve. Yeah. I think in some aspects of technology, certain things we can implement quicker than other things. Internet connections at times, anyone who's mm -hmm. connected to the NVN over yeah. the yeah. last few years, yeah. probably have a bit of an idea that some things just simply take time. So yeah. I think for us, it's just a matter of talking to the customer, helping them understand what can be done quickly, or at least what can be done inside that time frame, yeah. and, and what are the gaps. So it's yeah. probably not dissimilar to most situations, it's yeah. just that time frames have changed. So one of the, the hesitancies often with an investment in technology, whether it be software or hardware, typically is, and I'd like to get your insight into this, typically is, oh, well, if I buy this now, there'll be a, I should wait because there'll be a, another version or mm. you know, that quandary. So yeah. what's that like now? Is that still yeah. a thing? 
That's really, it's got me smiling a little bit because being in this sector for a long time. Yeah. And, and it probably used to happen a lot more when hardware was really completely insufficient for what we were mm. using it for. And I remember when what was called Pentium technology came yes. out and showing people that no matter how fast they typed, it could actually keep up with them. Yeah. This stuff doesn't really, it's not really there anymore, but I, yeah. I still reflect on conversations I've had in the last, even in the last month yeah. where... People just look at it, they need to look at it as a cycle. If they're in a situation where they need on-premise infrastructure yeah. versus cloud, yeah. and in that case, it's it's really not relevant to yeah. cloud, but yeah. some organizations have to be on-prem. Yeah. It could be a software application they're using. Yeah. Uh, they Some people just frankly aren't comfortable yeah. with cloud environment. Yeah. Just look at it as a cycle. It's probably pretty aggressive to roll that equipment every three years. Yeah. Four years is probably pretty standard. Yeah. Five starts to become a little bit yeah. long in the tooth. Yeah. So even if you don't finance it and it's a capital outlay, yeah. they really should look at it as a monthly amount. That yeah. They're, yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're going to depreciate it, yeah. depreciate so, it over that time. So with your the models that are available in the industry, is, is that sort of reflected on the way that, that services are now often offered, that it's that it's not, a, it's not an upfront capital cost, it is amortised yeah. through, through a programmed approach. Is that sort of typically how it, things are delivered in the industry? Yeah, I think cloud certainly fits that. Yeah. Um, but if we talk specifically about on-prem again in yeah. that situation, okay, well, I want to wait another year because something yeah. faster will be coming. Yeah. Well, something's always coming that's faster. Yeah. And if you're now lugging equipment that's yeah. causing a lot more problems and productivity issues, yeah. It might sound like uh, I've got incentive to no, advise no. people to, yeah. to do it quickly, mm. but we mm. have the, we've got the stats and it marries up with everything that happens in the industry. Mm. Once you go past four or five years for equipment, you okay. absolutely are going to have more problems okay. and there's going to be more risk and yeah. you're basically paying more for it. And I guess the people in the industry <laughs> are very much self-educating and, and keeping abreast of, of where things are coming because you would be wanting to see things that are tested that can deliver on the existing capability and add value in some way. So you're always looking ahead anyway, I'd, I'd imagine, with the people that provide this equipment, provide these software solutions to you. Yeah, I, I think it's part of what we do is cost center stuff that people don't really want to spend money on, which is mm. fair enough. And mm. frankly, I don't either. We don't necessarily get it much cheaper than our customers mm. do. And mm. I don't like mm. spending you know thousands of dollars and in our yeah. case, more than that on servers every four or five years either. But then there's the investment side and the profit center stuff. If we go to Jerry's question about customer experience, yeah. where you can actually impact a business and take it forward. So they're two different conversations. Yeah. There's really the kind of, okay, we've got 10 computers and yeah. we've got a server. Yeah. It's going to have to be rolled every so often. We've, we've just got to deal so, with so that. Build it in. That's yeah. just got yeah. to happen. And no one gets too excited about that conversation, yeah. but you can then look at ways of serving your customers better and understanding your customers better. Angelina asks, our team is thinking of consolidating all of our tech platforms to Microsoft Teams. We currently use Zoom, Slack and Asana. Is Teams all it's cracked up to be? We may or may not answer that question because you, we did talk about the, some of that stuff we might talk about offline. Um, I'm happy to just comment generally, just generally on it. Okay. Just talk to your experts about about the what it's going to cover. I'm personally a fan of having as many eggs in one basket. So mm -hmm. just generically, if I'm mm -hmm. advising people on what to do with software, yeah. there's two broad approaches. You can try to go for a best of breed in each yes. or something with a wider footprint. Yes. And 
both have got their advantages. Yes. I, I generally lean to have something with a wider footprint, yeah. and in this case, Teams does have that wider footprint. Yeah. And over time, what I found with Microsoft, who literally spend billions of dollars a year on R&D, yeah. is they might have a product that's mm. not spectacular here, yeah. but a lot of people judge software when they buy it yeah. on where it is right now. You're probably going to live with this for five to ten years and okay, that's maybe a good more. Point. You've got to look at probably the key thing I think people need to look at is that you always look at the functionality, mm. but rarely look at the technology behind it yeah. and the financial strength of the organisation that they're working with. Okay. Because where this tech is now mm. compared to where it's going to be mm. is mm. going to be based on how much that organisations investing in it. Okay. And in the case of Microsoft, I yeah. can say that's a, that's a lot more money than yeah. <laughs> most, yeah. almost everyone else is. A bit more horsepower behind it. Yeah. Okay. This next question is about, if we can dwell a little bit further here, what more can businesses, uh, can they do now? And, and how have you been helping them at this particular point? So what can they do now in, in terms of the gaps and, and mm. how can you help them? Yeah, I, I think... It's probably almost a question of what we were doing a few months back and, and the fact that people were just forced into this change. Yeah. But now I think it just comes down to the, as the dust is settling. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've discovered now that, let's use the example of Teams, that yeah. we had this piece of software we we're already paying for as part of our subscription and we we're using it. And yeah. I think a lot of people have enjoyed that. Yeah. What else have we got that potentially okay. could be providing productivity gains. So have a yeah. chat to your IT experts about okay. what else have I got that I could be using? You so know, a bit I, like a question we had earlier about an audit or taking stock, really, this may well be an opportunity to really t- talk to your IT expert to say, I know better now how this, this particular situation or disruption has affected me. Can you help me understand what capability <laughs> I've got? Yeah, and that would be a good thing to be part of the audit to, yeah. to look at that. I think if I'd gone to the market and said, look, and, and frankly, we were. Yeah. You know, Teams yeah. is a, a good situation. Then yeah. even though they own it, there's that, there's the, there's still a buy-in that's got to happen and there's mm. that culture shift. And Mm-mm-mm. around Teams and Zoom, everyone mm. just got forced there. You mentioned me being on the board of a, yeah. a not-for-profit. We've all of our board meetings have been on Teams yeah. this, since the pandemic. Yeah. What people haven't necessarily been forced to do is another thing that I think they could be doing a lot better is with something like a you know, product that sits yeah. alongside Teams as SharePoint Online where yeah. they can get at their documents from everywhere. Yes. This is not something that people have been pushed into, but they're probably thinking, well, that, I need that file that I've left at the office or yeah. it's on my laptop or yeah. what version of this file are we working on these things happen to people all the time yeah the pandemic's not forcing them there but it's giving them a little bit of an idea of the downsides of being in that environment yeah that exact same thing can be done as well and i think that's what people really hopefully get out of this the most positive thing is being able to work from anywhere yeah for me like we've been using this tech yeah. for a long longer than I'd like to admit. I, I was using, you know, I started computer engineering in the early 90s and, yeah. and I was talking to people in, in America over, over computers and yeah. trying to explain it to people and e- email and things and I, I remember them just looking at it, they, they had no reference point for yeah. it. Now it's just, this is what we do. Yeah. So I think the key is just to go, well, look, what else can we 
do better, yeah. even if we're not forced there. I think you've, you've made a good point about this dispersion and this disconnectivity and the loss of sort of uniformity in one place at one time. This is not going away. We're switching calls, yeah. uh, working on files on, at different times in different places with different people. And, and that SharePoint, as you say, has been sitting there somewhat underutilised. A lot and, of people are paying for it. Yeah. It, it's part of the subscription. Yeah. The, the main thing they want to get at is, and this is obviously a Microsoft platform, but yeah, they want to get their email through Outlook and they want yeah. to be able to use Word and Excel. Yeah. But they've actually got all this other stuff that's yeah. got it coming along with that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's making it so much easier to work. Can I remotely. indulge a little time here just for you? Because you've thrown that word out a couple of times. Some of us know what SharePoint is yeah, conceptually. Okay. Some yeah, of us don't. Just comes along, I don't know what that is. I'll yeah. press that button. Yep. Can you have a go for us to share with people that are tuning in? Mm. What is SharePoint? It, it's... Its primary role is document management, and the IT industry uses that to mean a structured way to keep all of your files. It, often what people will do is they need to use that document and they yeah. might just save it on their computer. Yeah. But there might be other people in the organisation that need access to that document. Yeah. And let, let's look at the example of a procedure, for yeah. example. Yeah. So someone's got a, you know, written a procedure for yeah. something that people need to do on a regular yeah. occasion and a new person comes in and let's say they print that procedure out and they make yeah. their own notes on it and yeah. they effectively improve that procedure but it's all sitting on a piece of paper. Yeah. Or they copy it onto their local computer and they, they yeah. play around with it. In a document management environment, yeah. it's centralised and there, there's a lot to this but yeah, yeah. They, you can set it up so any management can approve changes, they can yeah. have changes proposed to managers and they go, yeah, I think that's right and then yeah. now everyone can see that document. You can have three people working out of the same document yeah. at the same time. Yeah. That's different to what we call the file system where yeah. they've just got it all stacked up in either yeah. on their computer or on a server somewhere. Yeah where they actually can't do these things. Yeah, yeah. So it's been sitting there the whole time for many people in their licence yeah. and they just need to start using it. Yeah, yeah, SharePoint, you'd need probably a bit of guidance. Look, yeah. some more yeah. technically proficient people would be able to kick it off themselves. And as you say, probably come to, to the IT person with the problem that you've got, which is I've got staff working on documents or I want to have a, a safety plan that I need everyone to access as it evolves with t differences in regulation or phases of the pandemic. Yep. But it, it does that. It addresses that whole issue of communication. And I guess it also addresses security. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So yep. I think one of the things that happens with cloud is, and, and certainly people are more comfortable. You know, I think I said the other day, like we mm. used to say the future is cloudy because yeah. you know, it's where yeah. it was going and a lot of people were a bit confused by it. Yeah. But look, the security that Microsoft can put through their data centres, yeah. both physical and cyber security, yeah. is more than you, know, you could ever do yourself. Okay, so at the very least, if you, switch, if you switch across to SharePoint, you're going to be able to put a lot more robust protection and, and access. You're going to be able to control both of those elements. Yeah, yeah. and look, again, like sometimes it's the perception yeah. that it's not going to be as safe there. But we yeah. can, when I say we, the, the sector can yeah. back it up and take a lot of that out yeah. of your hands. Yeah. If you have a business problem or question, get in touch with us. We can get our team of advisors and experts to help you with your business problems in an upcoming show.
Okay, we've got a question before we move on. We're getting close towards our, our last questions, but we've got a good question here. And, and as much as you're able to, it could be some, some of the horror stories that you've heard, but w where are the main risks for small businesses regarding cybersecurity? And have you got any, without naming names, any examples of where things have gone horribly wrong because oh, of poor cybersecurity? Um, unbelievably. And I, I think, look, the first thing... I think they need to do, especially if they've got a turnover of over three million, is understand the legislation around this now. Because yeah. in early 2018, mm. governments around the world, including ours, yeah. decided to put more onus on the business yeah. in terms of people's information and privacy. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think the, the key thing I think people really need to understand is, because I've heard plenty of people say, why would they go after me? Yeah. And there's two parts to that. The first yeah. one is, they, they're digitally door knocking. They're not yeah. necessarily coming after your organisation. Yeah. There's these things called bots that are out there yeah. and they're just basically you yeah. know, knocking on doors and when yeah. they find one that's got a crack open, yeah. they go in there. The whole thing's automated. They're not yeah. attacking you. Yeah. The second thing is well, maybe they are attacking you. Yeah. And, and that started to happen more and more where if they can get inside your organisation, they're watching emails. Yeah. They're watching how you speak, the way that you communicate, and they're keeping an eye on what's happening with finances, and then they're looking at payment yeah. cycles, and yeah. suddenly yeah. They've, they're directing a payment yeah. to another bank account. Yeah. And, and oh, by the way, this has changed, this details have changed, yeah. and, and they're actually having a conversation. Yeah. Maybe the scariest thing is often this is happening, it's not even in, in your organisation. Yeah. It's someone else has got this cyber attack and they're the ones sending you saying, oh, can you change the, oh the bank God. details on this? This yeah. literally happens yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, so I think the other thing is everyone thinks it's a technology problem, but 65% yeah. of attacks, uh, above 65% of attacks are now directed at the user yeah. because... Ransomware, which is probably not as getting as much attention as it previously was in the last mm. few years, where they encrypt and put a password on yeah. all your files and yeah. then you have to pay a ransom yeah. to, to get it back. Yeah. Basically, if you've got a spreadsheet that's got some confidential information and you would like to encrypt and put a password on that, you can do that. Yeah. And, and as an IT okay. provider, I'm not going to stop you doing that. Yeah. So we can't, we've got ways of we do actually stop this but yeah. for a lot of businesses out there they they're basically using the user to they've got permission to yeah. encrypt all these files yeah so the key is to be i think that they've got to understand i think definitely get a bit of an idea of what's going on with notifiable data breach legislation yes because i've been in boardrooms and in, in the last few months where mm. people have yeah, you know, there was a lot of fuss made about this a few years ago, yeah. but it's come off the ball, and they don't realise that yeah. there is literally fines and yeah, you know, for criminal, both permanent yeah, and corporate um, risk. Yeah. So I think the risks are, in terms of functionally, it's the ransomware still out there, payment diversions out there. I've heard a story of in literally in the millions yeah. that happened. Yeah. I've seen it in the order of you know fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. So you know, people are getting inside the the internal conversations around invoicing. So it's the, 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 in a shadow land mimicking yeah. people inside the organisation talking to each other. Yeah, I, and, and that's why you need to actually jump on the phone. If, if someone changes <laughs> bank details, yeah. 
jump on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't ring the number on the, no. on the email. Yeah. Make sure you know who you're calling and yeah. say, did you mean to do this? Because yeah. again, yeah. It may, that attack might not have even happened inside your organisation. Ah, okay. I'm just telling you to redirect this 50k payment. Do you have a business idea, but you're not sure it'll work? We have small business toolboxes and expert business advisors to support and guide you through your startup process. Contact us via our website to find out how. Businesscentre.com.au. All right, look, we're we're getting towards the end of our time. As usual, uh, we sometimes run out, but I want to get one more question in before we and one we spoke about about it about this upside of this as well is there an opportunity for small businesses right now to improve through technology and and you, you gave me some answers here around the pandemic and zoom and also about percentage increases in teams etc and zoom uptake and so what are the opportunities yeah well, i think some of it aligns to stuff we've spoken about already and that is that look they've probably got some tech in there that, that mm. they could be using yeah. and it's really about I think it's probably about there's so much going on in their minds right now. Like, yeah. but, but once the dust settles, yeah. talking to your experts, what can we do yeah. better? What have we got access to? I think yeah. one one thing in terms yeah. of the mobile workforce yeah. is a term that we use in the industry called business intelligence. Yes. And business intelligence is really about giving people dashboards and analytical information that helps yeah. them see where they are in their business. Yeah. So when we look at, when I have that type of conversation with people, okay, I've got all my financial reports, but yeah. do you have dashboards that show what your customer satisfactions are, yeah. satisfaction levels are month by month? And yeah. this is the thing we do. I can yeah, look we'll, at different technicians yeah. and see where, where yeah. it all is. So that's yeah. business intelligence yeah. surfacing this information that might not necessarily be buried in your financial systems. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and comparing it to other data as well, yeah. which is really powerful. Well, I, I use in Microsoft, I use the analytics just for my mm. weekly report, just to see where my time is being used. Yeah. And, and I find that yeah. really useful in collaboration yeah. time. It can give you that, working with others. Yeah. Who have you worked with most, that type of thing. I find that really useful. Yeah, and that's part of the, that's probably a whole different can of worms for yeah. artificial intelligence, which yeah. is starting to, yeah. to come through now as well. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to thank you. I'm going to close now. We really appreciate your insights and I, I like the way that, that you essentially made a, a really powerful observation that, that IT is another part of the business and, and that you should probably look at, at the problem, mm. not the IT, and work your way back from that and then look at your capacity and look at your gaps and, and then make mm. some decisions around it. That's yeah. right, we don't have a pen. Department, <laughs> I love that one. We'd like to thank Rob once again for sharing his insights and providing some tips and potential strategies that people can use and begin to adopt and to put in place uh, for their IT and their business. Now, if anyone would like to make contact with Rob, please contact us and we'll send through your details and inquiry to Rob and his team. We'd like to again th uh, thank and, and recommend the Business Connect program, which is dedicated uh, and funded by the New South Wales Government and delivered through a network of independent service providers to help you start, grow uh, your small business. If you want a business advisory session subsidised by the New South Wales Government under the Business Connect program, call 1300 134 359 or email connect at treasury.nsw.gov.au. Thank you for joining me again and thank you once again, Rob. Thanks for listening to the Business Big Bang Theory podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast today, please review and rate us through iTunes and follow and share on Facebook, Instagram or LinkedIn at the Business Centre.